We got a hook, line and sinker, and some water. Oh, sounds good, mate. Let's just go down to the bank and do our thing. All right. Because it's so natural just doing what we order. It makes a body want to sit right up and sing. It don't get lonesome. We got the dog to talk to. Yeah, not a bad sort of man. And you know, he don't scream a name. Well, the best he can do is whine. Just rob the dog and no wives. They can't get us, mate. And the sharks out here ain't as bad as the humankind. And we got a lot of time now Oh, what a feeling Just a wet line And dream that time away We dream one day We'll get that great big boomer Oh, mate, I just want to feel it I don't mind if he gets away Well, I do Well, I don't Oh, my friends don't go fishing They got to stay at home They ain't G Fishing Show. It's 10 past the hour of 9 and we're going to cross over the former fishing guide from Hyperspace Sports Fishing Tours, Steve Jeston. G'day buddy, how are you? Hey, good mate, how you doing? Yeah, good man, I'm exhausted now after that intro. I'm buggered. (laughs) (laughs) How's life been for you mate? We had such a good time when you were on the show with us, we can't wait to get you back in the studio and the feedback that we got back um, from having you in was fantastic so a lot of our listeners are keen to make it happen again so whenever you've got a free Saturday, you are in with Gaz and I would love to have you back 
Yeah, mate, I think we were talking about next month coming into winter, weren't we? Yes. Yeah. Um, so it's sort of different time of the year, I think. Um, it's probably worthwhile doing that, you know, because the barrow fishing does change, obviously. Yeah, but uh, there's a big belief out there that uh, that you won't catch barramundi in winter, and we'd love to have you in to uh, fix that false um, notion up. Yeah, they've still got to eat, mate. Yep, they're not bears, they're are they? That's about how it goes. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Have you been out at all? Have you been cruising your beaches? Mate, I haven't. No, I haven't, mate. The, oh, you know, through that hot weather and all that sort of stuff, oh, mate, yep. I was can't get absolutely fried. Yeah, no, it just uh, wouldn't have been enjoyable, would it? Plus, oh, um, mate, Mother Nature no. hasn't been conducive with the wind. Yeah, and, and yeah, it's been sort of all over the place, and I've been I've sort of had a fair old contract with work on and all sorts of stuff. And, yep. Um, mate, yeah, conditions and tides haven't been aligning, so I just haven't bothered, mate. I just, I'd rather go and enjoy it rather than sort of make it an endurance test for nothing. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. But, um, most, but def- certainly, plenty around. I'm hearing, eh? Yeah, you know, in the, the creeks and that one. The young fellows at work was has been sort of catching some good ones down in uh, in Bowling Green Bay. Okay, um, I think Gaz is going to um, head around to that neck of the woods tomorrow and um, and see what's yeah. going on. It doesn't. It won't help if there's heaps around, Jesto. I'll pick out the forty centimetre models, and I'll target mate, them. Mate, you're good at that, aren't you? I know. Isn't it? It's funny, <laughs> He's not isn't good. it? He's, Exceptionally I'm brilliant. exceptionally good at that. It, it takes skill to be able to selectively pick which fish you want. And uh, all those 45 centimetres are perfectly suited for my style of fishing. They're not really. I, hey, mate, speaking of beach fishing, I know you uh, you like your beach fishing and you did a little bit of it. I actually went up to um, Rolling Stone and walked along the beach um, last yeah. week and there was... All those big rubble patches that work their way out onto fingers making bays and stuff yeah. like that. And I uh, I threw my arms off um, in the morning because Shez and Chriso were up there, so I went for a wander and we cast our arms off. And then in the afternoon on Sunday, I spent two and a half hours on the run-in tide. Yep. Does the water have to be very clean for that style of fishing? Because it looked so good, there was bait. But the water was dirty, and I never got a bite. Um, nothing else working around the place. No, no tarp and cleanies, nothing. Only on the run-out tide, but they were right out the end of the rock points or the rubble points, yeah, and I couldn't right. cast that far. Yeah, yeah, run out there on their way out, mate. Yeah. Yep. Um, run in. Yeah, mate, I prefer the water clean. Yeah, it was um, filthy. Yeah. I, they could be there. I yes. don't know, mate. Yeah, but it, it was hard, Steve. To see what I'm doing. Yeah, because the bait was there. When my surface lure or a shallow runner was going through the bait, um, the little bits of bait were spraying everywhere, but there was no substantial big bait. It was very small um, bait. So, Yeah, that's fine. They'll, yep. eat that. They'll eat lots of that. Yeah, mate, it was uh, it was quite frustrating, but it was good fun. I I actually threw a um, surface lure out, and a little black tip reef shark leapt out of the water and tried grabbing it. That was my only bit oh, of yeah. excitement, and I clung to it as well. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> no, mate, I love the beaches there. I just, mate, I prefer the water clean, so I can yep. do what I'm doing. Because you know, as you. As we know, I do a bit of sight fishing with that, and you see a fish, and I like casting at them and that sort of thing. So, yeah. Do you ever pick uh, up the fly rod anymore, Steve? Yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah. Still yep. have a, still have a bit of a, a, bit of a fly fish every now and then. Yeah. 
but um, yeah, no, it's all good. Still loving it, mate. You know. Yeah. So, definitely. Yeah, you definitely. would love it far more now that you're not a guide anymore, though. Oh, I enjoy it for myself more more than anything now, mate. And, yeah. Uh, I was I was only talking to Davey Bradley last night, you know, and he's the same. He, he loves it more. He's not guiding all the time. Yeah, I bet. Does he still get in the boat occasionally with a client, or is them days long gone? Yeah, mate. No, 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 no. no. He's still he's still doing a bit. Yeah. He's one of the most. Um, no, you certainly won't say underrated because people that know him know that he can catch a fish just about anywhere, but. He's not a commonly known guy. Like when you were doing it and and, and uh, Ryan was doing it, everyone knew them names. Where Mr. Bradley, you hardly, his, his name didn't come Dave, up often. Dave Maybe is, because it was... No, Dave is more, uh, and Steve may correct me on this with his fly fishing, yeah. mainly only fly, but a lot yeah. of it, it, although Steve had a lot of international clients, Dave has yeah. a lot of international and and specific fly fisherman clients. Yeah. So oh, I think right. uh, yeah. Micah put him on the map um, oh, a bit more with the permit fishing up at, on on the um, not the Sunday flats but the Seymour flats and so forth. Yeah, Dave. Dave yeah, is no, great. Dave, I've, I've known Dave for many. I fished the Faust yeah. tournament with Dave. Okay. Um, yeah. Dave's a really good guy and yeah. and specialised in his fly fishing and uh, and and did. Um, around the world make a um, a good name for himself with his flats fly fishing. Oh, definitely. Um, yeah, he's a good lad. Permit on the map here. Well, I'm yeah. not saying he did, but put it back on the map through... Uh, yeah. Yeah, he's a, good, he's a good lad. And I know Jesto and Dave have been mates for years and... Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. mate, yeah, forever. Yeah. Probably as long as I've known him, he was actually... Um, God, it, it'd be. I knew him in the ni- yeah. middle 90s. He used to stick his head for in the sure. shop to say hello. Jester, you've known yep. them permanent, have been around them flats there for the last 40 years, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah, you would have <laughs> crossed paths with them. On them flats, for instance, at, uh, let's say, the, the sandbars out front of the Seymour and that, did, did you yep. ever encounter Barra over them? Because I always thought yep. that Barras would come out there. Yep, certainly did. Yep. Yep. Yeah, to, no, to a point where you could target them purposely, or would they just occasionally come oh, across wayside fishing? Yeah, you'd, you'd sort of... They weren't there all the time, mate. Yeah. Uh, only ever caught a couple there, because they're pretty flighty. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because we're looking for super clean water there, mate. And, um, yeah. Yeah, they, um, they're pretty flighty when, you, when they're sort of out in the open like that, and they're not there all the time. Yeah, and, for sure. Uh, mate, I couldn't even tell you when to, when to look from there yeah. these days. When you were doing it back in the day, you used to pick the clients up of a morning, do the day trip, and bring them home of the night. Oh, yeah, in a mixed with five day charters. Day yeah, because to fill the gaps in. Yeah. I don't know how you did it. I do it now, and I and I am just absolutely exhausted. <laughs> I don't know how I did it either, but, <laughs> mate. My my longest stint was forty nine day trips in in a row. Oh, to Hitchinbrook. Steve. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been totally on the 49th day. I would have been like, get in the boat, put your food there, shush. Sit down, shut up, and hang on. If you could do it again, what would you specialize? What would be, what's your best day up at Hinchin, but what would make you um, happy? What particular fishing? Um, half a dozen barrows in the morning on the run out, mate. Bloody uh, onto the flats, catch a permit. Um, then catch a finger mark on the way home for tea. Beautiful. Give us some intel. Tell me a creek. What was one of your favourite systems or, or banks or something? <laughs> and GPS Where marks. Up at Hinchinbrook. 
But a, anywhere, what was a what was a go to like? Let's say uh, the con or, or or whatever. Did you have a particular? Uh, nah, never. Um, probably probably the creeks on the northern end on the mainland. Yes. Um, Broken Pole, and you know those couple norths there, not bad. Yeah, not just uh, not bad. <laughs> yeah, no, they're all right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look at you, typical guy. You're still being coy. It, it, a lot, lot uh, changed now, though, Steve. And and oh, when yeah, you mate. when you fished the channel, you knew where to be um, at a certain part of the tide, but right. you couldn't get there in five minutes like the boys do these days with 300 horsepower motors. So your timing to fish had to be yep. so precise. Mate, I'd pick an area and I'd stay in it all day. I wouldn't run from one end to the other yeah. and tear around like a mad idiot and burn 700 litres of fuel. <laughs> um, I'd, mate, I'd run from Fisher's Creek and I'm going to say, right, I'm going to start at Con Creek. I'm not going to go past Broken Pop yep. right. for the day. And if they if I can't catch them there, they're not there. I, I tell you now, what helped me a lot, and I've said this before, is the fact that I had a tinny with a 50 to start with because I had to do that stuff. Yeah. And, yep. you know, that... You got to learn those areas intimately, and it's all great having a fast boat. Yeah, I can whip down the channel in fifteen minutes to fish one spot for ten minutes, but it, you know, yeah. again, I learned that spot because I spent whole tides in that spot. Yep, and I figured out the fifteen minutes I need to be there in. You know, That's so right. yeah, now it is. Yep, I will run that far, and I'll get, I'll fish it for half an hour just, and I, I'll get two or three yeah. hours, and that's then I run back up. You know, but yeah, it um, I spent a lot of time doing exactly that yeah. fishing areas because of fuel restrictions, mm. tides, etc. With my tinny. Yeah, I think when yeah, when yeah. you were fishing at Gesto, um, you had probably I I rate them as probably the best luring type boat the cans custom, custom craft boat. wasn't it blue yeah mm. with a no 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 oh, just, nah, it was did blue you, on the inside did yours have an eagle on the side or am i thinking of raptor probably raptor i don't know no i had uh mate mine was mine started off its life as being silver yep and um blue on the inside yep then it went to black on the outside and then it went to no paint on the outside because it got sick of the scratches mm. <laughs> And and um, but they were great boats. That, yeah, that was a yeah. super punt, wasn't it? Yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, one of the smaller super punts. Yeah. Was yours a dry one? Because I know people love the Cairns Custom Craft, but say you can get a little bit wet. Uh, I could drive it so it was dry. Yeah. yeah okay. Fair punt. enough. It's a punt you, at the end of the day. Yeah. If you if you point and shoot, you'll get wet. Yeah. Yeah. I used to come back from Missionary Bay in twenty five to thirties all the time, mate. Bloody weird up your bum and mm. just. Um, you know, roll, roll through it. Yeah, so bit, bit of zigzag action. Bit of creative driving. Yeah. And, but, a, um, but a beautiful boat to fish out of. Yeah, great boat to fish out yeah. They're still yeah. around, aren't they? You can yeah. still yeah. order yeah. them. Yeah. Uh, blue water boats now. Yeah. Blue water boats. Yeah. 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 I th- yeah. Yeah. They don't last on the market long when they pop up. No. No, I know mine's still banging around. It's at Halifax somewhere now. Is it really? Uh, yeah, and... Mate, I don't know how old that thing is. I mean, like, when I when I sold out, uh, I think that boat was eighteen year old, mm. <laughs> and um, and never cracked it. Yeah, you know, and mate, I don't know how many thousand days on the water that thing did, but it did a lot of a lot. Yeah, <laughs> Marcel built a beautiful boat though. Yeah, I, I mean, I went through five engines on that boat. Mm. Yeah. yeah. 
you know. How many hours they, would you get on average down. out of an engine gesso? Oh, not that they break down. I just, mate, when they when they've got need that reliability, you know, a couple of thousand. Yeah, yeah. Get rid of them. Yeah, definitely. Uh, did they have the barra trackers around at that stage, or did yeah, they mate, sort yeah, of come yeah, after yeah. the super pumps? No, mate, they were no, they were being built then too. Yeah, rightio. And that's when the that's where the north wind came from. The six meters. Yeah, yeah. Yep. You know, it was just a, you know, in the end, it well it started off as an extended barra tracker, but it ended up getting a bit more refined than that. Yeah, they ended up with a bit bit more dead rise on them, etc. Because I had the prototype at Cape York. They are be up at Lawley Beach. Yep. And that was 19 feet. And that's basically a, a 19 foot barrow tracker. Very early stages. The one, early models, was, yeah. One of the best V bottoms I've ever driven. Yep. Wow. Well, the stories you can tell. Jesto, we're going to leave you with it. Uh, thank Roger, you so much for your you. time this morning. We can't wait to have you back in in a couple of months. A couple of months, a couple of weeks, I reckon, Steve. Weeks, yeah. <laughs> Beautiful, Jesto. All right, guys. Have Thanks, a good guys. one, eh? You too, bro. Talk to you soon. Bye, mate. Live across North Queensland on 4K1G, this is the Saturday Fishing Show. Yes, and good morning and welcome back to the 4K1G Fishing Show. And as per usual, we're having a fantastic time in the studio. We're covering some uh, pretty important topics and issues and so forth. Let's talk about something different now and something that fishermen should concentrate more on and I am at fault for not doing so. I see that in front of you there, you've got an almanac. Can you explain it, what the go is, what your beliefs are on it? Good, Dad? Yeah, so um, a fair few years ago now, when I was quite young, Mm -hmm. I started recording catches like in our Ross River as as an impoundment, not the saltwater part, Mm -hmm. and uh, recording... When I caught a fish, what I caught it on, what time of the year it was, what the temperature was, all that sort of stuff. And I started noticing I didn't really have a pattern on tides. Um, a lot of people say that tides work for barra. It's the best time to fish. They'll still, um, you know, uh, their feeding will still come on like the salt water um, when you're in fresh and when it's a stocked impoundment, not just a, not, not a natural system like the Herbert or, or somewhere else like that. So... Um, I started recording every catch and I, during a one winter, I thought, oh, it's on low tide. Every time I catch fish, it's on low tide. Fuck, beautiful, you know, that's awesome. And then I, um, thought, oh yeah, I'm going to go fishing at low tide every time. Well, it was good for two days. And then the third day it was out, it was out by an hour. It was out by another hour the next day and another hour the next. And I'm Mm -hmm. thinking, what is going on? I'm going to have to stay here all night. Right. And then, um. I just started looking for anything I could, like, and then every time I realised I hooked a fish, I could see the moon either come up above the trees behind me or be, you know, just about at full height. And I thought, what's going on there? Like, and then sometimes I couldn't see the moon. But I noticed that every time I caught fish, your vision, like, this is nighttime mainly, right. that, that I'd noticed it. But the your actual your vision would become clear, so you could see from say in, just in the Ross River Fresh, like Applin's Weir, Blackweir or Gleason's. Okay. Um, you, your clarity of vision, you could see from one side of the river to the other, at right. the right time. Right. When I caught fish, and I thought, what? That, there's got to be something in that. Hmm. Um, so anyway, I started looking for, for things, and then uh, a lady that I used to fish with when I was like 13 was just evident about the. Um, Angler's Almanac. Right. And all the times. And I really didn't know too much about it. When she was talking about it, she was talking about saltwater. 
And she said, oh, when the when the um, times on there are, are, are in black, that's the best time to fish the salt. And I'm like, yeah, righto, but that's not going to help you if you're going to fish at a different time to that or, yeah. or when to fish. So anyway, um, I started looking at all the times, and I'm talking probably like over 100 fish, mm. and I looked at all the times that I had in an almanac for that um, particular time of the year. So I bought the um, almanac about... I know eight months later, and I'd had eight months worth of fishing, somewhere around 100 fish. Every single one come on these times, and I thought, man, there has wow. to be something in that. So amazing. I, ne- I never fished during the daytime, and then I thought, oh well, you know, it's everyone's thought process in the fresh is the hardest time to catch a, a barra in the um, daylight hours. Yeah, in Ross River in daylight hours, other than early morning and late afternoon, that was the hardest time to fish. Um, and I thought, okay, well, let's um. Let's see if I can crack that pattern. So I started looking for, you know, shady trees and things like that, somewhere where a barrow would sit during the day, yep. and started reading the book properly. You know, why it is. It's all on, you know, farmers and everything. It's all mm-hmm. sorts of things where, the, where they've um, recorded it on. So anyway, just sort of a short version of it is once you read it, read the whole thing. Don't just... You know, um, it's a little yellow book in your in your shop, and it costs sweet what stuff like all eight twenty five. It says yeah. here on this one for yep. this year. So I mean, read the whole thing so you get a bit of an understanding for it. Uh, Angler's Almanac, guys, yep, been around Angler's forever. Almanac. Don't get confused with the other one that is like a tide or whatever. There's something another one right. that's out. It's like a little orange book. This is a yellow one. Okay, um, been out for years. This one's the same one. Uh, anyway, but um, there's four patterns in a day, so you get mo- it gives you moon above and moon below. Right. Um, so they're like 12 hours apart, or, or approximately, and, and there's around 50 minutes difference day after day. So if you, like I say, if you said, oh, late in the afternoon I caught a fish at 5 p.m., and then the next day, you depending on where you come in that in that feeding pattern, you might come at um, five, you might not get a fish until 5.30 or 6 o'clock and you go, mm-hmm. what's going on? Yep. But that's if you come at the start of the pattern. But if you've come at like, it's, the pattern started at 4 and went through to 7 or went through to 6 or whatever it was, yep. you would then, you wouldn't know where you're at. You'd go, yep. oh, okay, well, I caught another fish that time. And then usually by about the third or fourth afternoon, you'll miss. Okay. And you'll go, I haven't caught a fish yet. I haven't got a hit. I haven't got anything. And then that's when you start looking for something else. And um, so this one, yeah, as I say, uh, moon above and moon below, they're around 12 hours apart or, or, there, or thereby. Um, and then in between that is um, like a halfway mark and it's another feeding pattern. It's usually a little bit shorter, mm-hmm. um, but it's, yeah, it's around your six hours. You, come, you always come back an hour, but as I say, when you read the book, you'll, you'll find all that. Um, moon above, I usually come back an hour and start fishing. So you add 20 minutes to your region with the times that they give you. And then you take an hour off that to, for your start of your feeding pattern. And then up to an hour after from moon above. For moon below, I like to go an hour and a half before. And then up to two hours after. Um, it just depends on, on where yep. you're at. And, you know, this works. And this sounds a little maybe confusing to some people listening, but it all makes sense once it's in front of you mm. and once you crack your own pattern and work out how the almanac works for you. It's an incredible thing, isn't it? Yeah, and I used to have it down to literally a fine art, like about 10 minutes or something, and that's right. pretty good for an area. Yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously other things like, it, you know, if you, if you fished in one place in that river, you may not get a fish the whole day. The fish have still got to be there. 
um, for you to catch them. Yeah. And, you know, if you're in winter, you, you know, you just start to look for thicker weed beds, um, you know, rocks, things like that. Obviously, like the, the top of Blackweir and, and obviously Gleason's has rock bars under the yeah. under the water that you, you can't see and then some you can. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, they're, they're, you know, they hold warmth um, during the day and night as well. Yep. And it depends on where your bait is and what the size they're feeding on. And I, and I find... During the daytime in the Ross, you really got to match what they're feeding on. And sometimes they're like, I don't even know what they're called. They're like little guppies. They're like two and three inches long. Yeah. And I find dropping your dropping your um, lure size down and targeting those fish, obviously weedless hooks as well as good mm. if you can. But if you can't, you know, um, back in the day, little little grubs like two inches long mm. would actually catch, you know, meter long fish. Yeah. And that's that's a tiny lure, you know, but that's yeah. just what they feed on. Yeah, um, match the and, hatch, and you've got it. Yeah, you've got to match it. And and over night time, it's usually a bit of open slather. They don't really care. They're more so, you know, focused on maybe vibration or, or anything yeah. in the area, and they can come through. And you know, some of the barra in, in Blackweir come through in schools, and just start buffing things off the top. Mm. And then later on, you'll 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 struggle if they start feeding on um, tilapia. Yeah, there's not really any lures that we have out there that match a tilapia you know everyone talks about um like we we're talking about before get an original mm. i mean there is lures in the states that match a tilapia not a soft plastic but a but a hard body yeah um why doesn't someone in australia make that make a make a tilapia that's our all of our systems are just full of them yeah you know even the horton river's full of them yep um burdick and everywhere that that i can think of even there is hard bodies out there in there but they're not not the soft plastics no and and in america so you're exactly right and you'd think if you poured something like that people would be all over it because once they Mm. yeah we've had we've struggled heaps of times seeing fish feeding in front of us and and you know good fish like 80 90 centimeter fish and you cannot match what they're feeding on they will not touch a bomber or or a surface lure or anything like that Hmm. Maybe not until it gets dark, and then they don't seem to worry as much. But hmm. um, but yeah, it's a, it's a big thing. We got a hook, line, and sinker, and some water. Oh, sounds good, mate. Let's just go down to the bank and do our thing. All right. Because it's so natural just doing what we order. It makes a body want to sit right up and sing It don't get lonesome, we got the dog to talk to Yeah, not a bad sort of man And you know, he don't scream a man Well, the best he can do is whine Just a rod, the dog, and no wives They can't get us, mate And the sharks out here ain't as bad as the humankind And we got a lot of time now Oh, what a feeling Just a wet line And dream that time away We dream one day We'll get that great big boomer Oh, mate, I just want to feel it I don't mind if he gets away Well, I do Well, I don't Oh, my friends don't go fishing They got to stay at home, they ain't 
Turds. On the line. Now, we've got mates who just love to hear those stories. You know, about that great big monster, the one that always seems to get away. But all I ever do is just hear those stories. It's a great game fishing. Shine my cut, come out to play. <laughs> all my friends don't go fishing. They got to stay at home, they ain't got the sign. All my friends are sitting there wishing. They could feel that tug tug. They could feel that tug tug. Morning and welcome back to the 4K1G Fishing Show. It's 10 past the hour of 9 and we're going to cross over the former fishing guide from Hyperspace Sports Fishing Tours, Steve Jeston. G'day, buddy. How are you? Hey, good, mate. How you doing? Yeah, good, man. I'm exhausted now after that intro. I'm buggered. (laughs) (laughs) How's life been for you, mate? We had such a good time when you were on the show with us. We can't wait to get you back in the studio. And the feedback that we got back um, from having you in was fantastic. So a lot of our listeners are keen to make it happen again. So whenever you've got a free Saturday, you are in with Gaz and I would love to have you back. Yeah, mate. I think we were talking about next month coming into winter, weren't we? Yes. Yeah. so it's sort of different time of the year, I think. Um, it's probably worthwhile doing that, you know, because the barrow fishing does change, obviously. Yeah, but uh, there's a big belief out there that uh, that you won't catch Barramundi in winter, and we'd love to have you in to uh, fix that false um, notion up. Yeah, they've still got to eat, mate. Yep, they're not bears, yeah. are they? That's about how it goes. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Have you been out at all? Have you been cruising your beaches? Mate, I haven't. No, I haven't, mate. The, oh, you know, through that hot weather and all that sort of stuff, oh, mate, yep. I mate, can't get absolutely fried. Yeah, no, it just uh, wouldn't have been enjoyable, would it? Plus, oh, um, mate, Mother Nature no. hasn't been conducive with the wind. Yeah, and and yeah, it's been sort of all over the place, and I've been, I've sort of had a fair old contract with work on and all sorts of stuff. And, yep, um, mate. Yeah, conditions and tides haven't been aligning, so I just haven't bothered, mate. I'm just. I'd rather go and enjoy it rather than sort of make it an endurance test for nothing. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. But, um, most, but def- certainly plenty around. I'm hearing, eh? Yeah, you know, in the, the creeks and that one. You know, fellas at work was has been sort of catching some good ones down in uh, in Bowling Green Bay. Okay, um, I think Gaz is going to um, head around to that neck of the woods tomorrow and um, and see what's yeah. going on. It doesn't. It won't help if there's heaps around, Jesto. I'll pick out the forty centimetre models. And I'll target mate, them. Mate, you're good at that, aren't you? Oh, I know. Isn't it? It's funny, <laughs> He's not isn't good. it? He's exceptionally I'm brilliant. exceptionally good at that. It, it takes skill <laughs> to be able to selectively pick which fish you want. And uh, mate, all those 45 centimetres are perfectly suited for my style of fishing. They're not really. I, hey, mate, speaking of beach fishing, I know you... Uh, 
you like your beach fishing and you did a little bit of it. I actually went up to um, Rolling Stone and walked along the beach mm. um, last yeah. week and there was all those big rubble patches that work their way out onto fingers making bays and stuff yeah. like that. And I, uh, I threw my arms off. Um, in the morning, because Shez and Chriso were up there, so I went for a wander and we cast our arms off. And then in the afternoon on Sunday, I spent two and a half hours on the run-in tide. Yep. Does the water have to be very clean for that style of fishing? Because it looked so good, there was bait, but the water was dirty and I never got a bite. Um, nothing else working around the place. No, no tarp and crannies, nothing. Only on the run-out tide, but they were right out the end of the rock points or the rubble points, yeah, and I couldn't right. cast that far. Yeah, yeah, run out there on their way out, mate. Yeah. Yep. Um, run in. Yeah, mate, I prefer the water clean. Yeah, it was um, filthy. Yeah. I, they could be there. I yes. don't know, mate. Yeah, but it, it was hard, Steve. I see what I'm doing. Yeah, because the bait was there. When my surface lure or a shallow runner was going through the bait, um, the little bits of bait were spraying everywhere, but there was no substantial big bait. It was very small um, bait. So, yeah, that's fine. Yep. They'll eat that. They'll eat lots of that. Yeah, mate, it was uh, it was quite frustrating, but it was good fun. I I actually threw a um, surface lure out, and a little black tip reef shark leapt out of the water and tried grabbing it. That was my only oh, bit yeah. of excitement, and I clung to it as well. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> No, mate, I love the beaches there. I just, mate, I prefer the water clean so I can yep. do what I'm doing. Because, you know, as, you, as we know, I do a bit of sight fishing with that, and you see your fish, and I like casting at them and that sort of thing. So, yeah. Do you ever pick uh, up the fly rod anymore, Steve? Yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah. Still yep. have a, still have a bit of a, a bit of a fly fish every now and then. Yeah. But, um, yeah. No, it's all good. Still loving it, mate. You know. Yeah. So, definitely. Yeah, you would love it uh, far more now that you're not a guide anymore, though. Oh, I enjoy it for myself more more than anything now, mate. And, yeah. Uh, I was I was only talking to Davey Bradley last night, you know, and he's the same. He, he loves it more. He's not guiding all the time. Yeah, I bet. Does he still get in the boat occasionally with a client, or is them days long gone? Yeah, mate. No, 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 no. no. He's still he's still doing a bit. Yeah. He's one of the most. Um, no, you certainly won't say underrated because people that know him know that he can catch a fish just about anywhere, but. He's not a commonly known guy. Like when you were doing it and and, and uh, Ryan was doing it, everyone knew them names. Where Mr. Bradley, you hardly his, his name D- didn't come Dave, up often. Dave Maybe is, because it was... No, Dave is more... Uh, and Steve may correct me on this with his fly fishing, yep. mainly only fly, but a lot yep. of it... Although Steve had a lot of international clients, Dave has yeah. a lot of international and and specific fly fishermen clients. Yeah. So I think right. uh, yeah. Micah put him on the map um, oh, a bit more but, with the permit fishing up at on on the um, not the Sunday flats but the Seymour flats and so forth. Yeah, Dave Dave yeah, is no, great. Dave, I've, I've known Dave for me. I fish the Faust. Tournament with Dave. Okay, um, yep. Dave's a really good guy and, yeah. and specialised in his fly fishing and uh, and and did um, around the world make a um, a good name for himself with his flats fly fishing. Oh, definitely. Um, yeah, he's definitely. a good lad. Permit on the map here. Well, I'm yeah. not saying he did, but put it back on the map through. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's a good he's a good lad, and I know Jesto and Dave have been mates for years, and uh, yeah. oh, yeah. mate, yeah, forever. Yeah, probably as long as I've known him. He was actually. Um, 
God, it, it'd be. I knew him in the ni- yeah. uh, middle 90s. He used to stick his head for in the sure. shop to say hello. Jester, you've known yep. them permanent, have been around them flats there for the last 40 years, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah, you would have crossed <laughs> paths with them. On them flats, for instance, at, uh, let's say, the, the sandbars out front of the Seymour and that, did, did you yep. ever encounter Barra over them? Because I always thought yep. that Barras would come out there. Yep, certainly did. Yep. Yeah, yeah to, no, to a point where you could you target know. them purposely, or would they just occasionally come oh, across while you saw it fishing? Yeah, you'd, you'd sort of, they weren't there all the time, mate. And, yep. uh, I only ever caught a couple there because they're pretty flighty. Yeah. Uh, you know, because we're looking for super clean water there, mate. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, they, um, they're pretty flighty when, you, when they're sort of out in the open like that, and they're not there all the time. Yeah, and, for sure. Uh, mate, I couldn't even tell you when to, when to look from there yep. these days. When you were doing it back in the day, you used to pick the clients up of the morning, do the day trip, and bring them home of the night. Oh, yeah, in a mixed with five day charters, day yeah, trips only to fill the gaps in. Yeah. I don't know how you did it. I do it now, and I and I am just absolutely exhausted. <laughs> I don't know how I did it either, but, <laughs> mate. My my longest stint was forty nine day trips in in a row. Oh, to Hitchinbrook. Steve. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been totally on the 49th day. I would have been like, get in the boat, put your food there, shush. Sit <laughs> down, shut up, and hang on. <laughs> uh, if you could do it again, what would you specialize? What would be, what's your best day up at Hinchin, but what would make you um, happy? What particular fishing? Um, half a dozen barrows in the morning on the run out, mate, buddy. Uh, onto the flats, catch a permit. Um, then catch a finger mark on the way home for tea. Beautiful. Give us some intel. Tell me a creek. What was one of your favourite systems or, or banks or something? <laughs> and GPS marks. Up at Hinchinbrook. Anywhere. What was a what was a go to? Like let's say uh, the con or, or or whatever. Did you have a particular? Uh, no, nah, never. Um, probably probably the creeks on the northern end on the mainland. Yes. Um, Broken Pole, and you know those couple north of there, not bad. Yeah, not just uh, not bad. <laughs> yeah, no, they're all right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look at you, typical guy. You're still being coy. It, it, a lot, lot uh, change now, though, Steve. And and oh, when yeah, you mate. when you fish the channel, you knew where to be um, at a certain part of the tide. That's but you right. couldn't get there in five minutes like the boys do these days with 300-horsepower motors. So your timing to fish had to be yep. so precise. Mate, I'd pick an area and I'd stay in it all day. I wouldn't run from one end to the other yep. and tear around like a mad idiot burn 700 litres of fuel. <laughs> um, I'd, mate, I'd run from Fisher's Creek and I'm going to say, right, I'm going to start at Con Creek. I'm not going to go past Broken Pole yep. right. for the day. And if if I can't catch them there... They're not there. I tell you now, what helped me a lot, and I've said this before, is the fact that I had a tinny with a 50 to start with because I had to do that stuff. Yeah. And, yep. you know, that you got to learn those areas intimately. And it's all great having a fast boat. Yeah, I can whip down the channel in 15 minutes to fish one spot for 10 minutes. But, it, you know, yep. again, I learned that spot because I spent whole tides in that spot. Yep. And I figured out the 15 minutes I need to be there in. 
you know. That's right. So yeah, now it is. Yep, I will run that far, and I'll get I'll fish it for half an hour. Just and I, I'll get two or three yeah. barrows, and that's then I run back up, you know. But yeah, it um I spent a lot of time doing exactly that yeah. fishing areas because of fuel restrictions. Mm tides etc with my tinny yeah i think when yeah, when yeah. you were fishing at gesto um you had probably a, i i rate them as probably the best luring type boat the cans custom, custom craft boat. wasn't it blue yeah mm. with a no 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 i'm just nah, it was did blue you, on the inside did yours have an eagle on the side or am i thinking of raptor probably raptor i don't know no i had uh Mate, mine was mine started off its life as being silver, yep, and um, blue on the inside, yep. Then it went to black on the outside, and then it went to no paint on the outside because it got sick of the scratches. Mm. <laughs> and and um, but they were great boats. That, that was a yeah. super punt, wasn't it? Yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, one of the smaller super punts. Yeah. Was yours 4. a dry 6. one? Because I know people love the Cairns Custom Craftsman. Say you can get a little bit wet. Uh I could drive it so it was dry. Yeah, yeah okay, fair punt. enough. It's a punt you, at the end of the day. Yeah. If you if you point and shoot, you'll get wet. Yeah. Yeah, I used to come back from Missionary Bay in 25 to 30s all the time, mate. Bloody weird up your bum and mm. just, um, you know, roll, roll through it. Yeah, so B- bit of zigzag a action. Bit of creative driving. Yeah. And, but, a, um, but a beautiful boat to fish out of. Yeah, great boat to fish out yeah. of. They're still yeah. around, aren't they? You can yeah, still yeah, order yeah. them. Yeah, uh, blue water boats. Yeah, blue water boats. Yeah, yeah. I, I th- yeah, yeah. they don't last on the market long when they pop up. No, no. I know mine's still banging around. It's at Halifax somewhere now. Is it really? Uh, yeah, and mate, I don't know how old that thing is. I mean, I, when I when I sold out, uh, I think that boat was eighteen year old. Ho mm. <laughs> ho. And um, and never cracked it. Yeah, yeah. And mate, I don't know how many thousand days on the water that thing did, but it did a lot of a lot. Yeah, <laughs> Marcel built a beautiful boat though. Yeah, I, I mean, I went through five engines on that boat. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> you know. How many hours would you get on average down. out of an engine, Jesso? Oh, not that they broke down. I just mate, when they when they've got need that reliability, you know, a couple of thousand. Yeah, yeah. Get rid of them. Yeah, definitely. Um, Did they have the barra trackers around at that stage, or did yeah, they mate, sort yeah, of come yeah, after yeah. the super pumps? No, mate, they were no, they were being built then too. Yeah, rightio. And that's when the that's where the north wind came from. The six meters, yeah, yeah, yep. You know, it was just a, you know, in the end, it well it started off as an extended barra tracker, but it ended up getting a bit more refined than that. Yeah, they ended up with a bit bit more dead rise on them, etc. Because I had the prototype at Cape York. The RP up at Lawley Beach. Yep. And that was 19 feet, and that's basically a, a 19 foot barra tracker. Very early stages. The of one, early models, the, yeah. One of the best V bottoms I've ever driven. Yep. Wow. The stories you can tell. Jesto, we're going to leave you with it. Uh, thank Roger, you so much for your you. time this morning. We can't wait to have you back in in a couple of months. A couple of months, a couple of weeks, I reckon, couple Steve. Weeks, yeah. <laughs> Beautiful, Jesto. All right, guys. Have Thanks, a good guys. one, eh? You too, bro. Talk to you soon. Bye, See mate. You, mate. Okay. Thank you. Live across North Queensland on 4K1G, this is the Saturday Fishing Show. Yes, and good morning and welcome back to the 4K1G Fishing Show. And as per usual, we're having a fantastic time in the studio. We're covering some uh, pretty important topics and issues and so forth. Let's talk about something different now and something that... 
fishermen should concentrate more on, and I am at fault for not doing so. I see that in front of you there, you've got an almanac. Can you explain it, what the go is, what your beliefs are on it? Yeah. Good, Dad? Yeah, so um, a fair few years ago now, when I was quite young, Mm -hmm. I started recording catches like in our Ross River as as an impoundment, not the saltwater part, Mm -hmm. and uh, recording... When I caught a fish, what I caught it on, what time of the year it was, what the temperature was, all that sort of stuff. And I started noticing I didn't really have a pattern on tides. Um, a lot of people say that tides work for barra. It's the best time to fish. They'll still, um, you know, uh, their feeding will still come on like the salt water um, when you're in fresh and when it's a stocked impoundment, not just a, not, not a natural system like the Herbert or, or somewhere else like that. So... Um, I started recording every catch and I, during a one winter, I thought, oh, it's on low tide. Every time I catch fish, it's on low tide. Fuck, beautiful, you know? That's awesome. And then I, um, thought, oh yeah, I'm going to go fishing at low tide every time. Yeah. Well, it was good for two days. And yeah. then the third day it was out. It was out by an hour. It was out by another hour the next day and another hour the next. And mm-hmm. I'm thinking, what is going on? I'm going to have to stay here all night. Right. And then, um... I just started looking for anything I could, like, and then every time I realised I hooked a fish, I could see the moon either come up above the trees behind me or be, you know, just about at full height. And I thought, what's going on there? Like, and then sometimes I couldn't see the moon. But I noticed that every time I caught fish, your vision, like, this is nighttime mainly, right. that, that I'd noticed it. But the your actual your vision would become clear, so you could see from say in, just in the Ross River Fresh, like Applin's Weir, Black Weir or Gleason's. Okay. Um, you, your clarity of vision, you could see from one side of the river to the other, at right. the right time. Right. When I caught fish, and I thought, what? That, there's got to be something in that. Mm. Um, so anyway, I started looking for, for things, and then uh, a lady that I used to fish with when I was like 13 was just evident about the. Um, angler's almanac right and all the times and i really didn't know too much about it when she was talking about it she was talking about salt water and she said oh when the when the um times on there are 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 in black that's the best time to fish the salt and i'm like yeah righto but that's not going to help you if you're going to fish at a different time to that or yeah when to fish so anyway um I started looking at all the times, and I'm talking probably like over 100 fish, mm. and I looked at all the times that I had in an almanac for that um, particular time of the year. So I bought the um, almanac about, I don't know, eight months later, and I'd had eight months' worth of fishing, somewhere around 100 fish. Every single one come on these times, and I thought, man, there has wow. to be something in that. So Amazing. I, ne- I never fished during the daytime, and then I thought, oh, well, you know, it's everyone's thought process in the fresh is the hardest time to catch a, a barra in the um, daylight hours. Yeah, in Ross River in daylight hours, other than early morning and late afternoon, that was the hardest time to fish. Um, and I thought, okay, well, let's um, let's see if I can crack that pattern. So I started looking for, you know, shady trees and things like that, somewhere where a barra would sit during the day. Yeah, and started reading the book properly you know why it is it's all on you know farmers and everything it's all mm-hmm. sorts of things where they where they've um recorded it on so anyway just sort of a short version of it is once you read it read the whole thing don't just you know um it's a little yellow book in your in your shop and it costs sweet what stuff for 825 it says yeah. here on this one for yep. this year so i mean 
read the whole thing so you get a bit of an understanding for it. Uh, Angler's Almanac, guys. Yep, been around Angler's forever. Almanac. Don't get confused with the other one that is like a Tide or whatever. There's something, another one right. that's out. It's like a little orange book. This is a yellow one. Okay. Um, been out for years. This one's the same one. Uh, anyway, but um, there's four patterns in a day. So you get mo- it gives you moon above and moon below. Right. Um, so they're like 12 hours apart or, or approximately. And, and there's around 50 minutes difference day after day. So if you, like I say, if you said, oh, late in the afternoon I caught a fish at 5 p.m. And then the next day, you depending on where you come in that in that feeding pattern, you might come at um, 5, you might not get a fish until 5.30 or 6 o'clock. And you go, mm-hmm. what's going on? Yep. But that's if you come at the start of the pattern. But if you've come at like, it's, the pattern started at 4 and went through to 7 or went through to 6 or whatever it was, yep. you would then, you wouldn't know where you're at. You'd go, yep. oh, okay, well... I caught another fish that time. And then usually by about the third or fourth afternoon, you'll miss. Okay. And you'll go, I haven't caught a fish yet. I haven't got a hit. I haven't got anything. And then that's when you start looking for something else. And um, so this one, yeah, as I say, uh, moon above and moon below, they're around 12 hours apart or, or, there, or thereby. Um, and then in between that is um, like a halfway mark and it's another feeding pattern it's usually a little bit shorter mm-hmm. um but it's yeah it's around your six hours you come you always come back an hour but as i say when you read the book you'll you'll find all that um moon above i usually come back an hour and start fishing so you add 20 minutes to your region with the times that they give you and then you take an hour off that to for your start of your feeding pattern and then up to an hour after from moon above for moon below i like to go an hour and a half before and then up to two hours after um, it just depends on on where yep. you're at, and you know this works. And th- th- this sounds a little maybe confusing to some people listening, but it all makes sense once it's in front of you, mm. and once you crack your own pattern and, and work out how the almanac works for you, it's an incredible thing, isn't it? Yeah, and I used to have it down to literally a fine art, like about ten minutes or something, and that's right, pretty good for an area. Yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously, other things like it, you know, if you if you fished in one place in that river, you may not get a fish the whole day. The fish have still got to be there. Um, for you to catch them, yeah. and, you know, if you're in winter, you, you know, you just start to look for thicker weed beds, um, you know, rocks, things like that. Obviously, like the the top of Blackweir, and, and obviously Gleason's has rock bars under the yeah. under the water that you you can't see, and then some you can. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're they're you know they hold warmth um, during the day and night as well. Yep. And it depends on where your bait is and what the size they're feeding on. And I, and I find. During the daytime in the Ross, you really got to match what they're feeding on. And sometimes they're like, I don't even know what they're called. They're like little guppies. They're like two and three inches long. Yeah. And I find dropping your dropping your um, lure size down and targeting those fish, obviously weedless hooks as well as good mm. if you can. But if you can't, you know, um, back in the day, little little grubs like two inches long mm. would actually catch, you know, meter-long fish. Yeah. And that's that's a tiny lure, you know, but that's yeah. just what they feed on. Yeah. Um, match the hatch, and, and you've got it. Yeah, you've got to match it. And, and over night time, it's usually a bit of open slather. They don't really care. They're more so, you know, focused on maybe vibration or, or anything yeah. in the area, and they can come through. And you know, some of the barra in, in Blackweir come through in schools and just start buffing things off the top. Mm. And then later on, you'll 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 struggle if they start feeding on um, tilapia. Yeah, there's not really any lures that we have out there that match a tilapia. You know, everyone talks about. Um, like we were talking about before, get an original. Mm. I mean, there is lures in the states that match a tilapia, not a soft plastic, but a but a hard body. Yeah. Um, 
why doesn't someone in Australia make that? Make a, make a tilapia. That's our, all of our systems are just full of them. Yeah. You know, even the Horton River's full of them. Yep. Um, Burdick and everywhere that, that I can think of. Even There is there, hard bodies out there in there, but they're not, not the soft plastics. No, and, and they're not. in America. So you're exactly right. And you'd think if you poured something like that, people would be all over it. Because once they, mm. yeah, we've had, we've struggled heaps of times seeing fish feeding in front of us. And, and you know, good fish like 80, 90 centimetre fish, and you cannot match what they're feeding on. They will not touch a bomber no. or, or a surface lure or anything like that. Hmm. Maybe not until it gets dark, and then they don't seem to worry as much. But hmm. um, but yeah, it's a it's a big thing. We have an awesome awesome gentleman on. I oh, looked after me like I was his brother. G'day, Guesty. G'day, mate. An awesome awesome gentleman. That's a better intro than I got oh, from Marty. Did, did, you, did you pick up on the massive suck up? I did, I did. I, it's uh, unfortunate we didn't get to catch up, Marty. I was looking forward to it. I was looking forward to a little tour in the harbour with you. But anyway. Oh, mate, we'll do that on our next trip. So that will be good. Yeah, no, that'll be good. How you been? All right? Yeah, yeah. A bit crook this week. You wouldn't have wanted me at tea with you last night. I'll give you the drum. Yeah, you'll see Gary's a bit cuddly and you're the same. So it's probably good that we didn't catch up there, mate. No, but, we didn't. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, Marty was right. We didn't want you there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It was just you, Gaz, and the wheelbarrow from Bunnings. That was it. <laughs> hey, mate, mate, where are you guys as we speak? That's a private off-air joke, listeners. Don't worry about that one. <laughs> we're, we're just going past the Guru turn-off, actually. Guru, is it? G-I-R-U? Yes. Guru? Yep. There you go. Did I pronounce that properly? Yes, you, you did. did, mate. Yeah. Beautiful little um, area down there. Nestled. It is. I just we went past the creek a minute ago on the right that had barramundi written all over it, actually. Yeah, Eddie, if there's yeah. water on the side of the highway and it's there constantly, there's barra in there. Yeah, right. there you go. All right, hang on. I'll just pull the handbrake on and turn around and we'll go back, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Where are you heading today, Guesty? Uh, fishing uh, down at Alva, so out of that area. Uh, probably in the bay out the front. Going to put some crab pots in, which will be a bit of fun with the guys from Burdickenshire down in that part of the world. So, yeah, yeah. really looking forward to it. Hopefully catch a few crabs, mate. Get a feed of crabs tonight. So. Yum. Oh, sounds good. And, mate, the uh, the last few, or the last week, two couple of days out of Lucinda, a couple of days out of Townsville, it's been uh, been great for you. Yeah, mate, the fishing was, was really good. We had a couple of rough rides there, Gaz, and, and believe it or not, I know... You're slightly vertically challenged, but I reckon you're a bit shorter now, even after a couple of runs. Oh, oh yeah, mate. I had to, I had to reset the spring in uh, in the spine a couple of times. Yeah, it's a long way, but look, we're in the big boat and in that big elephant seventy six hundred, and it handled it really well. And, and uh, even uh, like yesterday, coming back into Townsville fishing with Adam Finlay, there we were doing in the end thirty five knots. So the weather was pretty good to us in patches. No worries. Sir. No, yeah, mate, it good. was. I was surprised with the yellowfin guesty. It was. It was really good to fish out of. And on that first day we fished on the Tuesday, um, it was fairly challenging out the back of um, Polaris Orpheus in that area out in the middle of nowhere. Oh, absolutely, it was. And, and um, yeah, no, good, good job. And um, thanks, thanks to you, mate. That was a good little mark you had there. What did we catch there? So you got it. You got the cobia. That was you. you got that. No, we got some nannies there, and we and Jack got the cobia there. He did too. Jack got the cobia. Yeah, so cobia and nannies and all sorts of things. That was um, that was a good that was a good spot. We got monstered by some GTs, Marty, when we first got there. So. I know. I heard all about it. 
Unbelievable. And you're lucky that they left you alone after a while. I mean, when you've got GTs eating two, three, four kilo nannies, you know, they're big GTs. Oh, Oh, my Lord. Um, And they are. They're proper barrels. Yeah, no, it's a big one there. I got a real big one last year out of um, out of town, sort of fishing, you know, up around that thirty-five kilo mark. But yep. but Adam tells some there that are sixty kilos. So, yeah. Um, yeah. There's a wreck out there called the Seahound, which is uh, quite well known for them um, monster 60 kilo plus GTs. That, that and, and Nanny Guy is one of their main uh, thoroughfares for food. So it's it's insane just what's out there, isn't it? Oh, definitely. Uh, I suppose it's been good, and I'm sure we had jigged up some really nice fish, and we got plenty of trout. Nanny's uh, got we had uh, you got I only got that one red emperor. We had a couple of big red emperor, which we I, I would imagine. Excuse me, red emperors that were eaten by sharks. So the sharks yep. are still, you know, at times a bit of an issue. But yep. all around, mate, for us, us Southerners, we've had a we've had a great trip. It's been really good. Hospitality's great. Yep. Uh, people at the McCall looked after us super well in Townsville. Um, Ember and Gav and Calvin at the Lucinda Lodge there were just fantastic. yeah, they're cool, eh? Yeah, had dinner with those guys one night, and yep. I just everyone's so accommodating up here. It's a pleasure to. Pleasure. The 29-hour trip's worth it. Oh, I bet. I bet. Hey, just on a different note, I walked into one of my local tackle stores here the other week, and the, the Berkeley rep was actually there, and he pulled out these uh, Berkeley Shad X's, and um, I had a look at them. I think, what, what what's the name of them, Guess Is it Pro X or something like that? Anyway, they're yeah, a break. Pro rigs, the new yeah, yeah, pro rig, brand new ones, and um, so I saw them, and I said to uh, I said to the boys, I said, when these arrive on your store, give me a call, and I've ordered these these ones right here. So I went the smaller size ones, and um, and the lads gave me a call and said, them Berkeleys are in. So I grabbed them, and I went down to the harbour last week, and oh mate, they are freakish. I got some pretty cool soft plastics that I use. But these ones, no. The, the the way they swim through the water, you don't have to pimp them. You don't have to do anything to the tails. They're just um, solid as. I did, I did upgrade the hook, um, the treble, um, but that's just yep. personal preference. But because of the body, and when you throw them in, they, they're so light. They're exactly what I want. Um, they don't sink real quick, so you can take your time. They land, and then you you just click the reel in the gear and, and slow roll them back, and the bar is just all over them. Incredible, incredible. It's my new favourite plastic. And so, uh, we got some good ones up around that ninety-eight centimetre mark in Lake Awunga on them um, yep. a while ago. Yeah, and yeah. Shane campaign in the Northern Territory had a lot to do with the development of those of those laws too, and you know he, he's a pretty handy barra fisherman to, to say the least. So yeah, I reckon they've got them tuned in really well. Perfect. For, uh, you can't you can't quick retrieve them. Um, they're a, a, a nice, slow, steady roll. You can um, roll them dead slow, and that tail still goes, ten to the dozen. Um, when I done a fairly fast retrieve, which I do one every hundred casts anyway, I'm not a big fan of it. They don't quite perform the way um, you'd want them to, but on a standard roll, which is the way I get most of my fish, they are just absolutely perfect. Absolutely love them. So, and that stretch material, um, the longevity of them, you're going to catch. 50 barrows before you have to worry about it. Yeah, but seriously, not as good as the shimmer shrimp that that bloke designed. They're pretty cool, aren't they? So. That's a really, really good uh-huh. thing, them shimmer shrimps. He's a bit dodgy, the fellow who designed them. He is. You got to, he's a bit crafty, that bloke. So um, They're a clever lure, that. 
They, they are super clever lure. They're awesome. And that's where they're my go-tos when the barra are a little bit deeper. When I pick them up on the side imaging, if they're not on the surface, if they're a little bit mid-water, I don't know. I'd love to see, because I haven't actually played with them in the pool. I'd love to see how they sink, how they wobble on the way down, because the, the you don't have to be doing anything. The amount of fish I've caught with them sinking naturally is out of control. So. Yeah, that's the big part with those ones that we wanted to get right was to have that if you watch what a prawn does when you release it in the water it parachutes down and that's what those lures do they don't and the biggest thing I think as you know Marty with any lure or any vibe yep. in that respect if they spin or roll on their side yep. on the sink you're just not going to get the results that you want you're certainly not drop. but um don't, don't don't let um for me this is my opinion because I've caught a lot of fish with them now but I've only gone through two where the tails have come off and and that hasn't happened after one fish or two fish that's there's a lot of work that them lures have done so the longevity on them is out of control too i've i actually find them quite strong um and that's not just for barrow we're talking for jacks and trevally and all sorts of really gnarly fish where the where the where the business end of the animal is uh is putting that lure under some strange so, so i think that they work um that, that they're, they're really really strong and i've played with them um as in uh, take one treble off and just run the front treble and vice versa and it works always like um taking that middle back treble off um the the ease of use is tenfold and i find my hookup rate still to be brilliant because most fish are headshotting on a on a prawn anyway so your hookups are, are fantastic and, and the hookup rate on them is uh, is really good and they i don't know they're forgiving in the timber as well even though that that treble is exposed it must they must when you they must uh, go down head first or something like that because seldom do you get hooked up on the timber. Yeah, they, they parachute down and, and that tail sort of bends back a bit. But they look, I'll tell you one thing, I do know a bloke who's sending you a few more of those, so keep an eye out in the mail, mate, you'll be right. So. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, mate, he's, no, just, they're a good he's thing. just plugged them enough. <laughs> well, no, it's a, I, and I've got, you know, we get given a lot of lures yeah. and we don't talk shit on the radio. If they work, they work. If they don't, we can't lie. Yeah. Lie, it's, it's a waste of time lying. So these are the thing. They are good. That they was, are that uh, good. That, we were talking about it earlier, Guesty. The two days I spent with you guys up there around the Hinchinbrook region was just all soft plastics. Yeah. Um, it was just soft plastics all all the time. It was just so much fun. Mm. And it's not... Most people just usually go out with a box of squid, throw it out and sit there. But no, we were working our soft plastics and yep. curly tails, prawn, just all different patterns. You know the great. funny thing now is that, like we always say, if you want to know what guys who live in boats who live fishing do it's always good to so when they come out of the water at tournaments and so forth have a bit of a squeeze at their rods just about every boat that gets pulled out of that water on, the, on a tournament has a berkeley of some description on their rig yeah they, we were you confusing. do i do yeah. you know um you know your big big guns your karims and griffos and all of them they all have berkeley and then prawns pff, bloody hell yeah, it's uh, it, we, we just used a multitude of all sorts of mm. plastics. So yeah, it was great. And, and but the, yeah, we need them episodes because it proves that you don't need to yeah. be baiting every time. Yeah. You drop a plastic down on the reef and and your boat stays clean. Mate, when the boys got out of you the get boat, fish. when we got back from fishing all day, the boys got out of the boat. That's when I got in the boat and filled my pockets. We are loaded, Marty. You little ripper. Good job. I knew I was wondering where all my stocks are. So I said to Jack, we were having a tidy up this morning, and 
And uh, curly tail grub score and all that sort of thing, and, and uh, yeah, I worked it out. Now, right, I've, 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 I've sort of changed my opinion of you now, Gary. Yeah, I yeah. So you didn't, you didn't question anything when he was walking off like the Goodyear blimp. You didn't sort of <laughs> wonder what was going on there with his pants. Yeah, it was a bit suspect when he saw. Thought, geez, he's got a bit going on. He's packed a bit on now. Yeah, yeah, because you know he's not well packaged, so he's <laughs> he's certainly stolen no, some. Yes, he said I've packed a bit of a package on while I was up there. <laughs> yeah, fake one. <laughs> hey, mate, we'll let you guys get into it. What I what we do want to do when you eventually get home and chill out, I just touch base um with uh, about the Pertech and how it all went. Uh, a little bit windy yeah. for us up here, but there was a few Townsville winners. Um, so I just want to touch base with you how how it went for you, how successful because in trying times, as we know. Yep. Um, but uh, but yeah, we'll do that when you've got got home and slept for a week. Uh, yep. Is is Sniper Dom and Chalky in the car? They're listening. Yep. Hey, good on you guys. Hey. Uh, oh, look at him name dropping there. Thanks. You're, sir. you're pathetic. Thanks so much. <laughs> Thanks so much for looking after me for four days, you guys. I uh, I had the time of my life, and it was um, something that uh, I never thought I'd ever get to do, and it was just so much fun with you guys, and I appreciate everything you do. Uh, no worries. Thanks, boys. Cheers. I'll talk to you soon. Good awesome. Luck. See you, guys. Thanks, guys. Travel safe. Do. Bye. 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 There's Guesty and the boys, mate. It was so much fun. They're really good lads. They are. We had uh, we had a ball. It was. It's a good show that one it too. It's a, a good variety on it. Yeah. Even if it wasn't TV, you would hang with those dudes because it was just they're just great blokes. Well, look at you. You're all fond of them. That's good. Well, I, th- I think I got man crush on them. It's creepy, Gary. Bit, yeah. You're dumped, Marty. Let's go to a song. No, um, one of the one of the guys. I want to have a chat with Dom on Ring Dom on our radio because Dom's an ex Sheffield Shield cricketer. We're talking the different Dom. You're not Dom Zagini. No, this is Dom Thornley. Dom okay. was uh, uh, unfortunately for New South Wales. Um, he was a Sheffield Shield cricketer. Had probably. Uh, I think he had a batting average of about five after 150 games or something. So oh, so he's up there. So he's he's, right he's up with the there. Brett Lees of the world. Yeah, but he uh, he showed me some photos of a massive tuner him and Brett Lee caught over the years. So, Beautiful. So we'll organise Wouldn't it be time. good to have them in the studio with us? Yeah, so we'll uh, we'll organise that and have a chat. So thanks, Do you want to take a call real quick? No, I've put a song on. Okay. She's going to be all right. She's my dog. Come on, Pop, cut this man a break. And girl, our mama's best friends, and so we the whole town's rooting for us like the home team. Most likely to settle down, plant a few roots real deep and let them grow. But we can't stop this real world from spinning us. Your bright lights caught. I don't blame you for picking up your big dream bags. They're all backed up and ready. More than 
in the morning. I need the house on the hill, girl, not in them. So hang on to these words to them avenues to help you forget them. Cause I love you more than a California sunset. I love you more than a $20 sundress. Hate that loaded down car you got your keys in, girl, but I hate even more that you're leaving. Cause I love you more than a film when the bass is a hook. When the guy gets a girl at the end of the book. But that ain't you and me, so I guess I'll see you around. Cause I can't love you more than my hometown. Love you more than my hometown. looked after me like I was his brother. G'day, Guesty. G'day, mate. An awesome, awesome gentleman. That's a better intro than I oh, got from Marty. Did, did, you, did you pick up on the massive suck-up? I did, I did. I, it's, I, unfortunate we didn't get to catch up, Marty. I was looking forward to it. I was looking forward oh. to a little tour in the harbour with you, but anyway. Oh, mate, we'll do that on our next trip, so that will be good. Uh, that'll be good. How you been? All right? Yeah, yeah. A bit crook this week. You wouldn't have wanted me at tea with you last night. I'll give you the drum. Yeah, you'll see Gary's a bit cuddly and you're the same, so it's probably good that we didn't catch up there, mate. No, we... Um, <laughs> I was going to say, Marty was right. We didn't want you there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was just you, Gaz, and the wheelbarrow from Bunnings. That was it. <laughs> Hey, mate, mate, where are you guys as we speak? That's a private off-air joke, listeners. Don't worry about that one. <laughs> We're just going past the Guru turn-off, actually. Guru, is it? G-I-R-U. Yes. Guru? Yep. There you go. Did I pronounce that properly? Yes, you, you did. did, mate. Yeah. Beautiful little uh, area down there. Nestled. It is. I just went, we, yep. we went past the creek a minute ago on the right. It's had barramundi written all over it, actually. Yeah, and he, if there's yeah. water on the side of the highway and it's there constantly, there's barra in there. Yeah, right. Oh, there you go. All right, hang on. I'll just pull the handbrake on and turn around and we'll go back, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why not? Where are you heading today, Guesty? Uh, fishing uh, down at Alva, so out of that area, uh, probably in the bay out the front. Going to put some crab pots in, which will be a bit of fun with the guys from Burdekenshire down in that part of the world. So, yeah, yeah. really looking forward to it. Hopefully catch a few crabs, mate. Get a feed of crabs tonight. So. Yum. Oh, sounds good. And, mate, the, uh, the last few... Or the last week, two couple of days out of Lucinda, a couple of days out of Townsville. It's been uh, been great for you. Yeah, mate, the fishing was was really good. We had a couple of rough rides there, Gaz, and, and believe it or not, I know you're slightly vertically challenged, but I reckon you're a bit shorter now, even after a couple of runs. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, mate, I had to, I had to reset the spring in uh, in the spine a couple of times. Yeah, it's a long way, isn't it? but. Look, we're in the big boat and in that big elephant 7600, and it handled it really well. And, and uh, even uh, like yesterday, coming back into Townsville, fishing with Adam Finlay there, we were doing in the end 35 knots. So the weather was pretty good to us in patches, don't worry. So. No, yeah, that's mate, good. It was, I was surprised with the yellowfin guesty. It was, it was really good to fish out of. And on that first day we fished on the Tuesday, um, it was fairly challenging out the back of. Um, Polaris Orpheus in that area out in the middle of nowhere. Oh, absolutely, it was, and, and um, yeah, no, good, good job, and um, thanks, thanks to you, mate. That was a good little mark you had there. What did we catch there? So you got it. You got the cobia. That was you. you got that. No, we got some nannies there, and we and Jack got the cobia there. 
He did too. Jack got the cobia, yeah. So cobia and nannies and all sorts of things. That was um, that was a good that was a good spot. We got monstered by some GTs, Marty, when we first got there. So. I know. I heard all about it. Unbelievable. And you're lucky that they left you alone after a while. I mean, when you've got GTs eating two, three, four kilo nannies, you know they're big GTs. Oh, <laughs> oh my lord! And they are—they're proper barrels. Yeah, no, it's some big ones there. I got a real big one last year out of um, out of town, sort of fishing, you know, up around that thirty-five kilo mark. But yep. But Adam felt some there that are sixty kilos. So, yeah. Um, yeah. There's a wreck out there called the Sea Hound, which is uh, quite well known for them um, monster 60 kilo plus GTs. That, that and, and Nanny Guy is one of their main uh, thoroughfares for food. So it's it's insane just what's out there, isn't it? Oh, definitely. Uh, it's been good, and I'm sure we had jigged up some really nice fish, and we got plenty of trout. Nanny's uh, got we had uh, you got I only got that one red emperor. We had a couple of big red emperor, which we I, I would imagine. Excuse me, red emperors that were eaten by sharks. So the sharks yep. are still, you know, at times a bit of an issue. But yep. all around, mate, for us, us summoners, we've had a we've had a great trip. It's been really good. Hospitality's great. Yep. Uh, people at the McClure looked after us super well in Townsville. Um, Ember and Gav and Calvin at the Lucinda Lodge there it was just yeah, they're cool, eh? Yeah, had dinner with those guys one night, and yep, I just everyone's so accommodating up here. It's a pleasure to. Pleasure. The 29-hour trip's worth it. <laughs> oh, I bet. I bet. Hey, just on a different note, I walked into one of my local tackle stores here the other week and the, the Berkeley rep was actually there and he pulled out these uh, Berkeley Shad X's and um, I had a look at them. I think, what, what what's the name of them, guess it? Is it Pro X or something like that? Anyway, they're... Yeah, bre- Pro rigs, the new yeah, yeah, pro rig, brand new ones, and um, so I saw them, and I said to uh, I said to the boys, I said, when these arrive on your store, give me a call, and I've ordered these these ones right here. So I went the smaller size ones, and um, and the lads gave me a call and said them Berkeleys are in. So I grabbed them, and I went down to the harbour last week, and oh mate, they are freakish. I got some pretty cool soft plastics that I use. But these ones, no. The, the the way they swim through the water, you don't have to pimp them. You don't have to do anything to the tails. They're just um, solid as. I did, I did upgrade the hook, um, the treble, um, but that's just yep. personal preference. But because of the body, and when you throw them in, they, they're so light. They're exactly what I want. Um, they don't sink real quick, so you can take your time. They land, and then you you just click the reel in the gear and, and slow roll them back, and the bar is just all over them. Incredible, incredible. It's my new favourite plastic. And so. Uh, we got some good ones up around that 98 centimetre mark in Lake Awunga on them um, yep. a while ago. Yeah, yeah. Shane Campaign in the Northern Territory had a lot to do with the development of those of those laws too, and you know he, he's a pretty handy barrel fisherman to, to say the least. So yeah, I reckon they've got them tuned in really well. Perfect. For, uh, you can't you can't quick retrieve them. Um, they're a, a, a nice, slow, steady roll. You can um, roll them dead slow, and that tail still goes ten to the dozen. Um, when I done a fairly fast retrieve, which I do one every hundred casts anyway, I'm not a big fan of it. They don't quite perform the way um, you'd want them to, but on a standard roll, which is the way I get most of my fish, they are just absolutely perfect. Absolutely love them. So, and that stretch material, um, the longevity of them, you're going to catch 50 barrows before you have to worry about it. Yeah, but seriously, not as good as the shimmer shrimp that that bloke designed. They're pretty cool, aren't they? That's a really, really good thing, them shimmer shrimps. He's a bit dodgy, the fellow who designed them. 
he's a bit crafty, that bloke. So um, they're a clever lure. Know. That they they are super clever lure. They're awesome, and that's where they're my go-to's when the barra are a little bit deeper. When I pick them up on the side imaging, if they're not on the surface, if they're a little bit mid-water. That I don't know. I'd love to see because I haven't actually played with them in the pool. I'd love to see how they sink, how they wobble on the way down because the the bat you don't have to be doing anything. The amount of fish I've caught with them sinking naturally is out of control. So. Yeah, that's the big part with those ones that we wanted to get right was to have that. If you watch what a prawn does when you release it in the water, it parachutes down, and that's what those lures do. They don't. And the biggest thing I think, as you know, Marty, with any lure, any vibe, yep. from that respect they spin or roll on their side yep. on the sinkage, you're just not going to get the results that you want. You're certainly not. Drop. But um, don't, don't don't let, um, for me, this is my opinion, because I've caught a lot of fish with them now, but I've only gone through two where the tails have come off, and, and that hasn't happened after one fish or two fish. That's There's a lot of work that them lures have done, so the longevity on them is out of control too. I've, I actually find them quite strong. Um, and that's not just for barra. We're talking for jacks and trevally and all sorts of really gnarly fish where the where the, where the the business end of the animal is uh, is putting that lure under some strain. So, so I think that they work, um, that, that they're, they're really, really strong. And I've played with them, um, as in uh, take one treble off and just run the front treble and vice versa and it works always like um, taking that middle back treble off um, the, the ease of use is tenfold and I find my hookup rate still to be brilliant because most fish are headshotting on a on a prawn anyway so your hookups are, are fantastic and, and the hookup rate on them is uh, is really good and they I, I don't know they're forgiving in the timber as well even though that that treble is exposed it must they must when you they must uh, go down head first or something like that because seldom do you get hooked up on the timber. Yeah, they, they parachute down and, and that tail sort of bends back a bit. But they look, I'll tell you one thing, I do know a bloke who's sending you a few more of those, so keep an eye out in the mail, mate, if you're right. So. Fantastic. Well, mate, he's, no, just, they're a good he's thing. just plugged them enough. Yeah, well, no, it's exactly. a, I, and I've got, you know, we get given a lot of lures yeah. and we don't talk shit on the radio. If they work, they work. If they don't, we can't lie. Yeah. Lie, uh-huh. it's, it's a waste of time lying. So these are the thing. They are good. That they are was, that uh, good. That, we were talking about it earlier, Guesty. That the two days I spent with you guys up there around the Hinchinbrook region was just all soft plastics. Yeah. Um, it was just soft plastics all all the time. It was just so much fun. Mm. And it's not most people just usually go out with a box of squid, throw it out, and sit there. But no, we were working our soft plastics and yep. curly tails, prawn, just all different patterns. You know the great. funny thing now is that, like we always say, if you want to know what guys who live in boats who live fishing do it's always good to when they come out of the water at tournaments and so forth have a bit of a squiz at their rods just about every boat that gets pulled out of that water on a tournament has a berkeley of some description on their rig yeah we were you do i do you know um you know your big big guns your karims and griffos and all of them they all have berkeley and then prawns bloody hell yeah, it's uh, it, we, we just used a multitude of all sorts of mm. plastics. So yeah, it was great. And, and but the, yeah, we need them episodes because it proves that you don't need to yeah. be baiting every time. Yeah. You drop a plastic down on the reef and and your boat stays clean. Mate, when the boys got out of the get boat, fish. when we got back from fishing all day, the boys got out of the boat. That's when I got in the boat and filled my pockets. We are loaded, Marty. You little ripper. Good job. 
I was wondering where all my stocks are. So I said to Jack, we were having a tidy up this morning, and I said, mate, where, where are all those packets of shimmer shrimps and, and uh, curly tail grubs gone and all that sort of thing? And, and uh, yeah, I worked it out now. Right, I've, 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 I've sort of changed my opinion of you now, Gary. Yeah, I, yeah. I we'll... You didn't... You didn't question anything when he was walking off like the Goodyear blimp? You didn't sort of <laughs> wonder what was going on there with his pants? Yeah, it was a bit suspect when he thought, oh, geez, he's got a bit going on. He's packed a bit on now. Yeah, yeah, because you know he's not well packaged, so he's <laughs> he's certainly stolen no, some. Yes, he said I've packed a bit of a package on while I was up there. <laughs> yeah, fake one. <laughs> hey, mate, we'll let you guys get into it. What, I, what we do want to do when you eventually get home and chill out I just touch base um, uh, with, about the Pertec and how it all went. Uh, a little bit windy yeah. for us up here, but there was a few Townsville winners. Um, so I just want to touch base with you how, how it went for you, how successful, because in trying times, as we know. Yep. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we'll do that when you've got, got home and slept for a week. Uh, uh, yep. is, is Sniper, Dom and Chalky in the car there listening? Yep. Hey, good on you guys. Hey, uh, oh, look at him name dropping there. You're, thanks, you're uh, pathetic. Thanks so much. <laughs> thanks so much for looking after me for four days, you guys. I uh, I had the time of my life, and it was um, something that uh, I never thought I'd ever get to do, and it was just so much fun with you guys, and I appreciate everything you do. Uh, no worries. Thanks, boys. Cheers. I'll talk to you soon. Good awesome. Luck. See you guys. Thanks, guys. Travel safe. Do. Bye. 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 There's Guesty and the boys, mate. It was so much fun. They're really good lads. They are. We had uh, we had a ball. It was. It's a good show that one it too. Wasn't a it's TV. a good variety on it. Yeah. Even if it wasn't TV, you would hang with those dudes because it was just they're just great blokes. Oh, look at you! You're all fond of them. That's good. Well, I, th- I think I got man crush on them. It's creepy, Gary. Bit, yeah. You're dumped, Marty. Let's go to a song. No, um, one of the one of the guys. I want to have a chat with Dom on Ring Dom on our radio because Dom's an ex Sheffield Shield cricketer. We're talking a different Dom. You're not Dom Zagini. No, this is Dom Thornley. Dom okay. was uh, uh, unfortunately for New South Wales. Um, he was a Sheffield Shield cricketer. Had probably. Uh, I think he had a batting average of about five after 150 games or something. So oh, so he's up there. So he's he's, right he's up with there. the Brett Lees of the world. Yeah, but he uh, he showed me some photos of a massive tune of him and Brett Lee caught over the years. So, Beautiful. So we'll organise that. Wouldn't it be time. good to have them in the studio with us? Yeah, so we'll uh, we'll organise that and have a chat. So thanks, Do you want to boys. take a call real quick? No, I've put a song on. Okay. She's going to be up there. She's my daughter. Come on, Pop, cut this man a break. Girl, our mama's best friends, and so we the whole town's rooting for us like the home team. Most likely to settle down, plant a few roots real deep and let them grow. But we can't stop this real world from spinning us. Your bright lights caught. I don't blame you for picking up your big dream bags. They're all packed up and ready.
need a house on a hill, girl, not in them. So hang on to these words to them avenues to help you forget them. Cause I love you more than a California sunset. I love you more than a $20 sundress. Hate that loaded down car you got your keys in, girl, but I hate even more that you're leaving. Cause I love you more than a feeling when the bass hits a hook. When the guy gets the girl at the end of the book. But that ain't you and me, so I guess I'll see you around. Cause I can't love you more than my hometown. Love you more than my hometown. Live across North Queensland on 4K1G, this is the Saturday Fishing Show. Yes, and good morning and welcome back to the 4K1G Fishing Show. And I am so, so happy you can't hear the conversations we have (laughs) while we're off air. Thank goodness. But we travel along, Gary. We go all right, mate. Yes, yes, blowing in the breeze. Mate, we we scooter... Pushing floodwater around the joint. Um, more time with Kyle now talking about um, his uh, bait fishing exploits. Yeah, I tell you, not what, just, it's not all bait. He's, no, but I'll tell you something to touch on. Um, as you're saying, live baiting with a cast net, mono nylon, three quarter inch. What size cast mono net is right? Mono inch. Usually yep. depends how strong I feel on the day. Either ten foot drop or eight foot drop. But yeah, they. That nylon's just too heavy. It yeah. is. It, it is. is. Well, it, it just really is. holds that moisture. I've got a little nylon let that I use, like if I'm throwing around rocks and stuff. That I, yeah. it, they're just a little bit tougher. I find yeah. around the rocks and stuff. But it's only a little six foot net. That's just for if I'm more land based fishing, yep. like down uplands or something like that. Bloody throw it around down there. But yeah, usually just a ten foot one inch net, mono. Yeah, yeah, it gets a bit much after. You see some of those um, videos on YouTube of those blokes do the big spin around and throw something that's about... But the, the creeks I get me bait in, you wouldn't get a full spread of one of them nets mean? anyway because the creek's only bloody 10 foot wide. You, you throw, obviously, creek mouths in the trees for your herring yeah, stuff like that? Yeah, or up drains. Like I yep. go right up some of the drains. If, if it's wide enough for me to throw the net, oh, that's where you, yep. I find I get me bait. Yeah. yeah, interesting thing with the old cast. Now, remember when the chain, there was chain leads chain, on them? And that was all the in thing at one yeah. stage because it was they new. They still use them for the prawns and that down yep. Brisbane and that, yeah, the chains. Yeah. They they love them things, eh? Yeah, they I just sh- sink a lot faster. Yeah. I got the drawstring, yeah. the drawstring net, which I've I've just been converted to my first drawstring. And the only reason I like it, the ease of getting the bait out. Yeah, so much easier than a pocket net. Yeah. yeah. Just what, and they do hold the prawns and you do get more... Casting from the boat. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah Or from the high bank. Yeah. i tell you where yeah. a, a drawstring mono comes into its own is if you finger mark fish and you have a light over the side and the squid around the boat. Yeah, right. Um, because your standard net balloons, yeah. whereas the drawstring mono sinks so quick mm. and they don't get away from it. And then you just hold the, the cord yeah. and it just closes, closes around them. For, them. Yeah. for sure. So even in your herring that come to to the light at night, they yeah. can't get away from it. So. Yeah. How do you like cooking your barrows and jacks? Have you got a particular way? To tell you the truth, I don't really rate barrows as eating fish. Okay, so no, I'll, I'll throw me spices and garlic and stuff on them. Yeah, yeah, um, just pimp it up a bit. Yeah, but me mangrove jack, just butter and a bit of garlic. Yeah, buddy. traditional. 
don't even no crumb nothing just straight in the pan bit of garlic it's garlic. good enough to do that with oh it? yeah it yep. is bloody but my favorite is that your favorite or? my favorite fish out of the creek's probably flooded or, really? or your finger mark yeah are you nifty with is uh, filleting the flathead is there an art to it or oh two, I cu- find two cuts and then you rip the skin up it's yeah it's pretty yeah. easy it's like a triangle fillet you get off them so yeah i find it easy to do yeah yeah the the fillets are fat though at one end yeah do, yeah do you cut them in half or do you just slow cook them yeah no i try and like butterfly it and like right. flatten it out just yep. that bit yeah yep. yeah and same deal bit of butter bit of yep. flour yeah same deal the only the only fish i'll crumb or batter or um bit like yeah beer batter is like your salmon and stuff like that just you're not 100 percent good table eating fish but still good fresh like i won't freeze salmon and eat it down the track but no eat them fresh crumb them up bloody good feed better than anything you'll get at the fish and chip shop if you ask me oh yeah most definitely so no that's a good way of doing it mate anything you want to catch that you haven't caught yet oh i'd have to say and it over 80 finger mark would be one of my favorites. That's one of your bucket lists. Yep. They're pretty special, man. Yep. They're pretty special. I've got me And I've been lucky. I've got me Barra. Yeah, I've got me over 50 Jack. So, yeah, it's probably me big finger mark now that I'm chasing. And they're out there. Yeah. They're out there. I've, I've been lucky enough to catch a few now. And then when you're chasing them, you stumble across the Jewies as well. Oh, yeah. I haven't caught a lot of them, but I've got them. Never caught a Jewie myself. But the thing about... Because traditionally, like when you catch a big nanny guy, you, you're there with stand-up gear. Yeah, yep, yep. But when you're chasing finger mark, you've got barra gear in your yeah, hand. Yeah, that's right. And when you beat them and you bring them up to the side of the boat and you just see this big, you know, you pick a finger mark while she's yeah. still three or four oh, metres yeah. down. And yeah. then, the, then the nerves kick in. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh-oh, uh-oh, back the drag off her. But when she goes into that net and you look at it and you see that, oh, they're just an incredible... Look, you do get some barra that are just, uh, sorry, some finger mark that are just cranky, manky looking oh, bastards. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the scales look a bit black on the yeah. edges and they're just, and then you get others and they're that beautiful golden color with the silver hues yeah. on the bottom and that gold tinge on the face. Just a glorious fish. Oh, yeah. Better than sex getting one of them in the net, oh, if you ask me. Yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> Marty doesn't know about either. Um, great, great photos coming in. <laughs> uh, Chatter just sent me a nice photo from the top end of Hinchinbrook. It's flat as. He said, uh, good luck, everyone, heading out. It looks beautiful up there. Mm-hmm. Thanks. So, Thanks, Gary. Very nice. Um, now, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> now, Kyle... <laughs> You can ask a question now. No, we were talking about a nice finger mark, but yeah, yeah. when they and get, they a, do look beautiful. Yeah, they are they a beautiful do. looking fish, but find them a little bit tough when they get. Um, not all of them. Big. No, not you all can of get them. Get a ninety, and yeah, and my biggest is ninety five, and that was out at the ch- shipping channel, and he was beautiful. And then I caught a seventy like a, a fortnight nice later, thing. and it was a horrible. Yeah, you know you can't pick. It. I've never had a bad one at sixty. 65. And you don't think it's under. how you handled the fish or anything? You handled them all Maybe. the same way? All the same way. Yeah, so. All the same way. Look, when you get a fish like that, you you, you treat it That's well. That's exactly right. You yeah, treat so it well straight away. It's weird how they do that, isn't it? It is really, really weird. And um, But uh, I think a lot of my listeners who've caught, been lucky enough to catch a few of them, um, will be able to testify that, yes, yeah, for some reason. The only other fish I've had do it is a barred grunner. And it it went mushy. One of them was mushy, and that was up at um, Princess Charlotte Bay, actually. Okay. We got five or six that day. Five of them beautiful. That one just mushy, mushy. as. Well, the ones that I've, I've had, the finger mark. As soon as you put them in the pan, they curl up. 
Yeah, right. You know, okay. Oh. Yeah. Smallmouth nannies do that. But I've had smallmouth nannies hmm. and they're beautiful to eat. But yeah. you talk to a lot of people and they go, oh, ew, you eat smallmouth nannies. Yeah, but yeah, they're, no, like, they're... they're like the blue salmon. Yeah, yeah. eat them fresh. fresh. Yeah, that's right. beautiful. Yeah. Freeze it, and you yeah. be, yeah. become a mother-in-law. Yeah. Like, and then you do have slaty brim, which no matter how fresh, yeah. no, it, but, it's crap. But there's people who, who will it. eat slaty yeah. brim fresh and say it's beautiful. Well, some of the indigenous people will rate catfish over any other fish in the creek. But you look at with catfish when you're in the northern part of WA, um, mm. they sell it as it's called cobbler. Yes, um, in the shops, and it's actually quite nice. Yeah, the nice old golden. I've yes, eaten catfish. Yes. Like the I got it mixed up once because I caught one of these things and I called it a golden gobbler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So didn't so, live that down for a while. Yeah, I'm still going. Gaz is like, I'd five like to years meet, later. I'd five, like to meet her. Five years later, <laughs> the old golden gobbler. Five years later, um, but that that catfish is really nice to eat. But mm. you go out west in some of those fresh waters and mm. they've got the eel tail cat yeah, caddies. Yeah. Yep. Um, and that, I think they call them dew. Jew caddies and yeah, stuff Jew, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they're really nice to they're eat. They're a fresh cat. I've eaten a fork tail yeah, from the Burdekin River. Fresh. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't bad. Yeah. Like, it wasn't something to write home about. No. But it's a fee. You're going to yeah. live on it. Yeah. It's yeah. exactly right. So, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, no. So, anything. You ever you? try the sooty on the. Well, I have. Being Only doing that. running water. If yeah. you get a sooty in a dam, no. absolute rubbish. Right. We used to catch them up running river up past Paluma there. Yeah, yeah. Bloody beautiful. Straight really? on the fire. Bloody beautiful, eh? There Gotta you go. Got to be in good running, clear water, but. Yep. Or else they just taste like wheat. Wheat, yeah. <coughs> no? Yeah. It's an interesting thing. Where'd you, I was on the banks of the Herbert River um, with Wade and, and, and my mate Eddie back in the day, and it was um, it was an experience. It was quite enjoyable, and the Herbert was running fresh. So, yep. And I can't remember the taste of it, but none of us... Uh, complain about their nose, not ever no, eaten sleepy cod. Yes, sleepy I was just going to say that. Beautiful. I had we used okay. to get them in the yabby pots. Yeah, and yeah, Dad used to get them out Mount Isa with set lines yep. and everything like that back in the day. Like I'm talking 70s. 1920. But... <laughs> <laughs> Good on you, Bruce. Warm me up Um You get them in uh, the Ross River. You'll catch catch yeah, them right. in the Ross in the fresh parts, sleepy cod. I've been catching some big eels down yeah. Aplands at the, like. At the yeah. Did you know there used to be a professional eel yes. catcher and I in think the dam to the Chinese restaurants? Yeah, right. Years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Used to be and his eel traps were like a long Yeah, you used to see the traps there. Yeah. But if you go to um, Aplands when the fresh water's going over, you'll see all the small eels yeah. trying to get up go the up side. The, yeah, yeah. Because the eels go to salt water to breed. Right. And yeah. then go... Um, that's why... Um, it's very rare to catch an eel on the other side of the Great Dividing Range. Okay. They're all on this side in the fresh, and the same right down to Victoria, yeah, right, right through there. Um, yeah, when Aplands runs over uh-huh. um, and everyone goes down there for a fish, there's that little bit of a, a run that comes around, and you'll see the little eels trying to get up it back into the fresh. There you go. Interesting Amazing. stuff. And, and sleepy cod, I had some sleepy cod. A mate, Wayne from Charters Towers, brung some down once, and it's very white flesh, it and is. it was it's nice. beautiful, yeah. soft flesh. It is. Yeah. It's really nice. Food yeah, it's port. interesting stuff. Eels, eels are... Um, we used to fish for them for kids in, when we were kids in Victoria. Yep. Um, and they're all right on a barbecue, and they used to smoke eel and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Yep. But, but Very we, oily, aren't yeah, they? Yeah. We used to catch them, and they were good gummy shark baits that's off the you, beach. That's what they use like them down that. Brisbane. They catch them and go take them out yeah. for bloody shark bait. Never, I don't. I probably have eaten gummy shark without knowing it for yeah. a fish shop, but yeah. apparently they're beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Absolutely heard, beautiful. Yeah. Now, Cole, before, earlier on in the show, when probably we didn't have our full um, host of listeners on, you talked about the way that you do your crabs. It's your favourite way. You've compared it with traditional 
positional in the pot ways, one nipper in the microwave, one nipper in the pot. The microwave, all of your friends, you, everyone is Everyone that it. I tell about it laughs at me yep. until I bring the two nippers out. And what do you do? You've so got a crab? How you get do you your crab, that? get your cling wrap, wrap it around six times one way, yep. turn it 90 degrees, wrap it around six times again that way, Yep. put it shell down, so legs up in the air, yep. four and a half minutes on high, about a thousand watt microwave. Yep. After that four and a half minutes, flip it back down. Uh, flip it over, sorry, so all its shell holds all your juices and stuff for the yep. last four and a half minutes. Yep. And pull it out, peel it up, put it in your um, fridge, wait for it to go cold. You can eat it hot. Cooks in its own juices. Best crab you'll ever eat. Wow. And that, I'll give so a shout nine out. nine minutes, so easy. Nine minutes each crab. If you've only got a couple of crabs, it's worthwhile doing. Fair enough, if you've got eight or nine crabs, it's going to take a while. You'll probably blow your microwave up. But yeah. <laughs> if you're only doing a couple, yep. it is the best tasting crab I've ever had. And that came from a mate, Mick Lennon. He taught me that. I laughed at him. I did it, ate it, and I've never had a crab the other, another way. Interesting, Amazing. isn't it? I'm going to try it. super. I've steamed them. I've boiled them. Yeah. I've done them all them ways. And the best way I've eaten them is in the microwave. And it just... Sounds it just cooks so in its own juices. Easy. So it does, if, in its if, own if it's straight on six inch, four and a half minutes, what if you've oh, got if a you've cracker? If you've got a stonker, 20 centimetre, go 4.45. Right. Just, just work. Like, I'd say a kilo to 1.5 kilo crab, do it four and a half. Anything over, go 4.45 or five minutes. Right. Perfect. Yeah. Absolutely perfect. And it, they cook in their own juices. They are absolutely perfect. The only thing I can fault on it, the legs go a tiny bit dry, but still beautiful to eat. Okay, that is amazing. Oh, no, I'm going to try that. You never, you don't think of stuff like mm. that. No, it sort of makes you one. You know, like uh, the people, they. The, for me, what excites me, and because I don't do it very often, is like you're wondering. Okay, is it come to the boil? Is it 12 and a half minutes after that? That's right. Is it 15? Is it 16? When is you it, come out, is it going to yeah. peel out? Yeah, is yeah. It yeah. Every single time with this pulls out of the shell. It is bloody beautiful. Take that to the bank. That is bloody awesome. On that note, we're going to cross to a song and an ad break. When we come back, I'm going to cross over to Dom at Wild Local Prawns to have an early chat with him. Yeah, we will, mate. And uh, see what's going on in uh, the seafood industry in Ingham. We'll be back shortly. Enjoy. I'm through standing in line. The clubs will never get in. It's like the bottom of the ninth, and I'm never going to win this. Life hasn't turned out quite the way I want it to be. Tell me what you want. On an episode of Cribs and a bathroom I can play baseball in And a king size tub big enough for ten plus me So what you need I'll need a, a credit card that's got no limit And a big black chair with a bedroom in it Gonna join the Mile High Club at 37,000 feet Been done I want a new tour bus full of old guitars My star on Cher and James Dean is fine for me So how you gonna do it? I'm gonna trade this life for fortune and fame I'll even cut my hair and change my name Cause we all just wanna be big rock stars And live in hilltop buses driving 15 cars The girls come easy and the girls come cheap Well I'll stay skinny cause we just won't eat And we'll hang out in the coolest bar VIP with the movie stars Every good gold digger's gonna wind up there Every playboy bunny with a bleached blonde hair And we'll hey, hey, I 